welcome to another episode of La Vie in Christ and today we are handling a very important topic and that's choosing contentment overcoming the pressure to find love and marriage especially in the christian circles where everything moves so progressively you leave school after school everyone is asking you when are you settling down what has god said about your relationship blah 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 and today i'm joined by a very good friend a man who i believe has been endowed with wisdom and will share some of that with us so i'll just invite dot to introduce himself hi guys my name is kefas kefas dok other people say Cephas but I prefer Kefas. I am a born again Christian and I'm also a practicing advocate of the high court in Kenya. Vivian is my friend and I've been following this podcast and I'm glad to be here. So today we'll just get on with some key interesting questions especially in this topic. So the first one was in this world we live in where there's so much pressure especially when you get to a certain age everyone mm. is asking you okay. Mm. So are you seeing anybody is there any hope? Yeah. You know and especially I don't know why it's mostly dominant in the Christian circles. It's almost like marriage is a success or something. It's like you have attained mm. a certain level that's different yeah. from everyone else which is surprising because ideally okay personally i think it's a space of purpose mm-hmm. so it's like you're just serving purpose in a new level and yeah. it's not necessarily like a reward for yeah. having done something good you mm-hmm. know people keep asking questions of why is it that everyone else is moving mm-hmm. and i'm not necessarily moving in the same direction yeah so i don't know if you have something on that before i move to the questions well yeah the the thing that people have to realize is uh marriage and dating it's purposely for companionship mm. the the first reason for marriage and for dating is is for companionship then uh, then purpose things like purpose in life and what you're supposed to do in life and whether this person helps you to achieve whatever you're achieving that comes second mm. as as far as i see it in the scripture it is it is for companionship it's not good for man to be alone mm. adam was already achieving his purpose without eve he had already been given work he'd already been told what to do mm. but then god said it's not good for him to be alone so i'll make him a companion so the companionship overrides the purpose aspect because ideally those purpose before that Th- those purpose before that ah, okay. and adam was already achieving it mm. yes so it's 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 important people people to realize that uh, even though you you want somebody who helps you achieve your purpose and that's a very good thing mm-hmm. what you're primarily looking for is companionship as a human you have an inherent need for companionship mm. and that is what your mate should come and fulfill in the first instance then they can help you achieve your purpose that way so ideally it's it's debunking that myth of i can only achieve my purpose once i get into marriage yeah it, it t- totally you see okay the other side of it is the wrong person can can prevent you from achieving your purpose And you're still married. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You can get married to the wrong person who prevents you from achieving your purpose. Mm. But then if there's a right person they can help you achieve also your purpose. Mm. But you see achieving your purpose is incidental. The reason they're with you is for companionship. Mm. A man has a need to love and to be loved. And when this need is met, you will almost invariably find that you can achieve your purpose even just by yourself. 
So if you're talking about companionship, then what of this verse that says it's better for people? You know, when Paul was saying it's better to be single than to be married because your focus is very much aligned to... That goes to, me, to make my point that if your purpose is to serve God, then Paul almost sees marriage as a hindrance. So if, if it's a question of purpose, then you can even do it alone. And what of that verse where Jesus says that, you know, it's not for everyone. If you have the strength to enter, then you enter, but it's ideally not for everyone. <laughs> ideally, <laughs> ideally, you see when Jesus mm. and Paul are talking, mm. these people have the kingdom of God in mind. Mm. And they are assuming, which is a good assumption, that we should all be doing something in the kingdom of God. Which is the purpose now. Which is the purpose. Mm. And so their logic is that uh, they that will be married shall have trouble in this life. Mm. In the sense that there will be a degree of uh, destruction. Mm-hmm. In light of your purpose in Christ, you have to give some effort mm. towards your marriage, mm. towards your partner. Mm. Which effort you could have given to your purpose in the kingdom. So that's why they, they're saying it is the best way they would prefer is that you just achieve your purpose in, in the kingdom without being married. So you can almost feel them saying marriage is a distraction in light of your kingdom purpose. Mm. Why is it a distraction? Because you're going to provide companionship. Yeah. It's not like you're going to achieve your purpose there. You're going to provide companionship to someone who is also going to provide companionship to you. Mm. There's this thing I hear mostly of you need to find out your purpose first. You need to find out, you know, yeah. John first before you enter into marriage. Yeah. It's a good thing. It, it's wisdom. Mm. I, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a type of wisdom that uh, works well, except that I, I find it a bit limited. Oh. Because I have come to discover that my purpose, in, my purpose on, on earth is to know Christ mm-hmm. and to make him known. Mm-hmm. and to demonstrate the life of the kingdom on earth. Mm-hmm. Your purpose is not something very specific, as a friend of mine says, it's not as specific as making sweaters for penguins. You, mm-hmm. are, not, you are not put on he- here on earth for that kind of purpose. Your purpose here on earth is simply to know Christ and to make him known. Mm-hmm. Now, the things that we, we have are just vehicles towards this purpose. For example, I am a lawyer. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for me to speak about Christ to my fellow lawyers. Mm-hmm. And also, it's very easy for me to understand the word because I have a legal background and there are many things in the word that are legal. So I not only do I understand the word as it is, but then it's easy for me to reach other people where uh, other people may not necessarily reach. Mm. So my legal practice, in as much as I'm treating clients well, in as much as I am giving my diligence, because part of your purpose is to demonstrate the excellence of Christ. Mm-hmm. That way you're making him known still. My my career, my family, my job, my life, it is just a special, I like to say special purpose vehicle. It is just an avenue by which Christ uh, can be seen better. That is it. Just a small detour on what you have said. Uh-huh. Then where is that space of you having been called to a specific people or to a specific, I'll use the example of Peter and Paul. Mm-hmm. Peter was called to the Jews or yeah. was called to the Gentiles. Yes. You understand? So ideally, I think now when we say papas and stuff, mm-hmm. we're talking about, yes, it's to make the kingdom known. Yeah. 
and this is your space of making the kingdom your predominant space yeah. of making the kingdom known yeah so in that line mm-hmm. of discovering yes it's to make your kingdom known like for you you're in the law field yeah making the kingdom known there making the and there's someone there. else who's been called to full time ministry mm-hmm. making the kingdom known in that space yeah. so discovering that fast so that you are mm. not you're not one living in confusion and you're not also yeah. walking in directions where you you know you might you might have been called mm-hmm. for a yeah to serve mm. all these things that we've outlined as purpose mm-hmm. but in sector a yeah but you in sector b so now i think i think now that discovering exactly your mm. direction mm. your space no you which see, changes by mm-hmm. now it changes with time because yeah. say for example let's say for a woman who was in the career space corporate world mm-hmm. then they became a mother and they decided to take some break yeah. so as to raise kids and yes, stuff yes. so it changes but just having that sense of direction first mm-hmm. yeah you see uh it's not really a question of having a sense of direction mm-hmm. as it is a question of knowing why mm-hmm. why do you need to go this way mm-hmm. you see once you're clear on your purpose which is knowing Christ and making him known mm-hmm. that purpose is not to be achieved indiv- individually mm-hmm. you have god and the holy spirit and christ mm-hmm. who want you to make them known mm-hmm. so they are going to work with you in order to lead you to the right place uh, to be in the right place at the right time to the right people and i'll give an example paul paul said his purpose was basically this to to know nothing but christ and him yeah. crucified mm-hmm. and yet in acts there was a time he was asleep and he had a dream in which somebody in macedonia mm-hmm. was calling them calling him to come to macedonia mm-hmm. you see the direction came while he was fulfilling the purpose mm-hmm. yeah you don't always know that tomorrow you're going to macedonia yeah so it's 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 not a question of direction as it is a question of knowing why mm-hmm. If you know why you are here mm-hmm. and you start fulfilling it you have to remember that you're not alone for example i much as i'm a practicing advocate mm-hmm. there's a time uh, uh we we were going on a mission mm-hmm. we went to cumberland kitui mm-hmm. for a five day mission and in the mission we were going to preach christ and make him known and it it had such a profound impact on me because we were going through all these alleys valleys rivers crossing some small streams just to get to some hut somewhere in the middle of nowhere to tell someone god loves you mm-hmm. now you see it's it's that almost has nothing to do with my legal practice mm-hmm. but the purpose is still consistent i can talk to an advocate i can talk to the chief justice about christ in the same way i can talk to about uh, a village elder back in the backyard of kitui mm-hmm. about about christ the same thing the local fashion just gives me a certificate to yeah. announce Christ there mm-hmm. yeah which brings me to another common question and that's dating why we date yeah or dating for the sake of dating or what's the whole point of dating <laughs> <laughs> i'm very i'm very I'm, i'm normally very conservative about the term dating because i don't find it in scripture and uh, i yeah. find it as a a social construct which we we, we came and found yeah true Yeah. So okay fine. It exists. We are not going to run away from it. It exists. Mm-hmm. But I like to say this. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. <laughs> okay. Or put it another way, mm-hmm. the top priority is to keep the top priority. The top priority. Yeah. Relative to God, what is your top priority? Mm-hmm. Knowing him and making him known. Mm-hmm. If you are able to 
figure that this is what you you are here on earth to do mm-hmm. then you have to also remember that you're not living this life alone mm-hmm. you have a god who has a plan for you mm-hmm. this plan usually involves making knowing christ and making him known mm-hmm. Although it has very many specifics, mm-hmm. tomorrow you could be talking about Christ in Dubai. The next day you will be talking about him in Mombasa, mm-hmm. and so you have you will go through all these places in your schooling, in your family. God has a plan for your life, mm-hmm. and that plan invariably involves who you are going to date. Mm-hmm. I believe that uh, you can get it right on the first try. That's what I believe. Okay. Yes, I'm in a relationship now. We're heading towards marriage. So, it is my first relationship. So it's possible to say that, you know, people usually say, "Ah, you have to. You can settle on the first instance. You have to, you know, mm. meet people, interact with very many people, then now settle. That you know, it's the wisdom that's around in the world. That's it's it's unwise to settle. Yeah. On your first instance. Well, yeah, it's true. There's a, there's a wisdom to it. I'm 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 normally, I'm normally very keen okay. on what kind of wisdom I'm, I'm receiving. Mm-hmm. There's a wisdom to it, mm-hmm. except that I I find that the more effective way to do it is just be friends with people. Don't get too preoccupied with who is the right one mm-hmm. and who qualifies, mm-hmm. and because you might end up having what twenty five people mm-hmm. having to choose from a pool of twenty five. Even if you settle it down to five, you still have a dilemma in your hands. But if you just become friends. With people and have a genuine heart towards them, people there's a class of people who qualify to be your companion, and they will begin to stand out. Mm-hmm. With just with the passage of time, they'll begin to stand out. And assuming that during this time you've also asked God to help you, mm-hmm. He'll start making them stand out instead of you doing. You're not supposed to do this alone. So, just a question on what you said of mm-hmm. it's possible to get it in the first instance, and God knows. Mm-hmm. Who is there for you? So does it mean that you're supposed to sit down and wait for God to tell me? Is no. it Suzanne or Cynthia? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't doubt that God can do that. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm not I'm not one of these people who will tell you you have to go out and date before God can give you the right person. Mm-hmm. God can show you who you're supposed to marry five years from before you meet them. Mm-hmm. There are there are people who God has has shown them this is your husband and they've never met them. But how come we are having so many cases of uh-huh. God showed me? Then the person that God showed him uh-huh. was the one. Uh-huh. It's getting married to another person. Does it mean uh-huh. that God was wrong? <laughs> or does it mean that the other person was not listening? Because especially in the Christian circle, like there. Yes. Yeah. The, hmm? the thing about it is, okay, you have to understand that marriage is in the will dimension. It's it, it's an earthly thing. Uh-huh. It it doesn't it doesn't go with us. From here, mm-hmm. when we go to heaven, we are not going to go and be exclusive with our spouses. Mm. That is why Christ was Christ and Paul seemed to sound like it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. It's an earthly distraction. Mm. So I don't deny that God can show you someone, and that someone ends up with that that someone ends up with somebody else. But it doesn't necessarily mean that now you should give up hope. It just means it's an earthly thing. There's another one. Don't you think like some people take it too far? How come God showed you and didn't show the other person? Yeah, you see, that's the thing. That's the thing. God does not work inelegantly. Mm-hmm. If He's leading you somewhere, He will also, most likely, tell the other person. Mm-hmm. Yes, but but what what I want people to get uh, out of is the idea that there's a right person for me, and God has shown that person to me, and if I don't get that person, I am doomed. No, that's not true. Mm. 
that aspect of the one. Yes, the one. And if it's not the one, if mm-hmm. someone else marries the one, then mm-hmm. it means there's no. an imbalance in the world because someone took your wife or your husband. No. Mm. It, it, the reason is companionship. Anyone can give you companion. Mm. You just need to know who 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 gives it better. Mm. Yeah, everyone everyone can give you companionship. But mm. you're more likely to bet to get a better companionship from somebody who is the same as you. Mm. If you're a born again Christian, mm. if you put the word uh, as your first priority and you love Christian things, you're more likely to get companionship from somebody who also values those things. Mm. Yeah. So let's start with the singlehood now. Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to position yourself so that you are not it's like marriage is a goal. I am walking towards marriage. So even every everything you do is singlehood. Yeah. That's the end goal to the point where you even forget mm. to enjoy the current season. So yeah. just debunking that idea because the problem I have is that idea of mm. everything is supposed to be leading towards marriage. Yeah. Every thoughts you have and you're supposed to be leading towards marriage. Yeah. That's undue pressure. It people. is. It mm. is because It's even the word teaches that for everything there's a time and season mm. in life. The way I see it is you should just 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 live your life being friends with people. The, the the idea of marriage the way I I I have seen it seen it from the word is there will come a point in your life mm. when you will begin to develop a feeling of loneliness. It it you may develop it earlier than you should. But there is a key. <laughs> like that. There are so many people who are lonely. No, no, it, it, it's because it, you you have to mm. consider training, people's training. Mm. If you grow up seeing marriage, mm-hmm. especially on TV, mm-hmm. and see and see all the information that's coming to you is about relationships, mm-hmm. you will be wired to to it will awake in you a desire for a relationship. You will awaken love before it starts. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You you have to take care of the kind of information that's that's coming to you. There's a mm-hmm. time to watch this information. There's a time to watch that other information. Even then, mm-hmm. a point will come when, if you're walking in Christ mm-hmm. and in the light of His Word, you will start knowing that about this time, somebody like me, I knew I was supposed to start dating uh, two years before I actually started dating. So it's not coming from a place of lasting. Everyone no. else is in a relationship and I'm not in a relationship. So no. I need to get in a relationship or I'm hitting a certain time the bio- so-called biological mm-hmm. clock and mm-hmm. so I need to jump ship. <laughs> people must take care of pressure. Mm. You can't do things because people are doing them. Mm. Your best friends may be doing something and they may not even pile pressure on you outrightly, but indirectly there's a type of pressure you'll be receiving. Mm. But you must remember that you are not the same. Mm. Your purposes may be the same in the mm. sense of making knowing Christ and making him known mm. but the di- directions you're going in your lives are different mm. so what you need to do is keep your eyes focused on where God wants you to go mm. yeah and 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 just be content with who you are and where you are mm. that that is the first step god does his things when people are contented mm. a good a good example would be when he fed the 5000 he told them sit down mm. rest then let me do this Mm. Exactly. So Corinthians says the the anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. Yeah. Yeah. Activity does not necessarily mean you're progressing. Mm. Yeah. If it's God you're depending on to give you direction, 
the first thing you need to do is rest. Yeah, and also just to add on that, uh, discontentment brings about double-mindedness. Yes. And we know that a double-minded man cannot receive from God. Because, yeah. not necessarily because God is not giving to you, mm. but your mind is all over the place to the yes. point where you can't even hear the instruction. I like what you said. Double-mindedness and, uh, prevents you from receiving. Yeah. Not God from giving. Yes. Yes. God God already gives, but the reception is a, is a function of single-mindedness. Yeah. Even just before we move on to the next question, just on that whole aspect of God told me, mm-hmm. just also normalizing in the Christian circles, that it's possible to just meet someone, mm-hmm. have chemistry with that someone, yeah. your values to be aligned. Yes. And you guys just walk that direction. Instead of everything having to be spooky, I saw you <laughs> in a dream. Because, you know, there's some Sorry. people who are sitting down waiting for a dream. God has not showed yes. me. Yes, I, I understand that very well because uh, when I was about 16 to 20, mm. I, I lived with my aunt mm. and my aunt told me uh, very expressly that God showed them, mm. they, uh, showed her who her husband was and uh, he, he showed him mm-hmm. like they were, in, they were in campus and on the same night they dreamt about each other. Mm-hmm. And they are not yet started talking to each other. In fact, they would just see each other. Mm. And for like a year, they never talked to each other after seeing the, the dream and the vision. Mm. In fact, they even got a vision uh, of how their family would look like, the number of their children, mm-hmm. and their names. Mm-hmm. And now when she told me that, it really inspired me. I decided I was <laughs> as a standard for myself. Mm. Yeah, and so for a long time, I believed it's not going to happen until God shows me, he shows it to me like that. Mm. Yeah, but but now I am I'm, I'm, I'm dating and I have a fiancé who God, God, God simply moved us together to start dating because of what you're saying friendship and chemistry that's it yeah and i think also just Mm -hmm. to clarify on something god does not you see we're told everything in scripture is for our instruction and Mm -hmm. for our learning and Mm -hmm. even every miracle that jesus performed was for our learning Mm -hmm. so god does not show things for the sake of just showing things Mm -hmm. there's usually purpose attached to it yeah so you can find like for these people this is how they were showed things yes and those purpose attached to it but now the danger can be assuming this is the trademark Mm -hmm. this is the blueprint of how things are supposed to happen in my life or how god is supposed to speak Mm -hmm. because if you use that Mm -hmm. The same God who spoke by fire is the same one who came through mm. a still small voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll say if he didn't speak through thunder, yes, he and, didn't speak. <laughs> and, 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 and at this point, maybe I should add something very important. Yeah. In the New Testament, mm-hmm. God leads us through the Holy Spirit in mm. us. He's called the inner witness. Yeah. It is the, the knowing from within. Yeah. And it's usually a type of check. Like, you know, when you're about to do something and then you feel like you should not do it. Mm. That's, 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 that's God leading you. Yeah. Primarily in the New Testament, it happens like that. Mm. Visions, dreams can, can come and they happen. Mm. But the number one way he leads us is by the inner witness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I like to say, you will know the right one when you meet them. Yeah. But also, there's a danger of if your mind is unrenewed. Mm-hmm. You mm. can know something, but you could be knowing the wrong thing. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That is why we are supposed to renew our minds to design the will of God, the good, acceptable, yes. and the perfect will of God. Meaning, mm-hmm. the only way you can design whether you what you're knowing is what you're supposed to be knowing yeah. is by having a transformed mind. Yeah. So that you don't go around claiming God told you stuff mm. that he didn't see. Mm. And ideally, the simplest way and yeah. the simplest, simplest metric to use is the word of God. 
principle. Yeah. You can't wake up in the morning and say, oh, I saw this Muslim guy and God told me. When the Bible says it clearly, you're not supposed to be equally yoked. That's very true. It reminds me of something I, I wrote about recently. You, you know what God is saying now mm-hmm. when you know what he has said. Mm-hmm. What he has said is what is written in the in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So when you're familiar with that, then you will be you will instantly know mm-hmm. when he's now talking to you in real time mm-hmm. telling you to go to place x go to place y meet person y mm-hmm. or start a relationship with person x mm-hmm. it's knowing what he has said is the process of mind renewing yeah so that when he speaks in real time you see you, you will you will not miss it mm. Mm. so ideally it's that place of principle over conviction yes So you just want yes. to live your life by God told me mm-hmm. this was the person you don't even know how to weigh that word against <laughs> the word of God I would, I would say it like this Look at God show you five people and they are all your people <laughs> <laughs> If you're truly hearing right <laughs> Oh how can God yep. show you so, someone's wife I think mm-hmm. that's your person Yeah let me put it like this let your principles inform your convictions mm. Yeah, the principle comes first, then the conviction comes second. Mm. Then there's also a teaching that says God doesn't choose mates for people mm-hmm. because he learned his lesson from Adam and Eve. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody once told me that. Mm. And you know I told them, look, if 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 God is afraid mm-hmm. uh, of making a mistake in choosing a bride for someone, then you yourself should be 1000 1000 times more afraid. Mm-hmm. If God is if, if God is afraid of doing something you should not even try and do it. Mm. Yeah, but it's it's not that God is afraid of missing it the first time. Yeah. He just means he loves you and the way I've seen it is he can provide the right person immediately. Yeah. And make it very clear. Mm. Or he can expose you to what five people. Mm. Not in visions and dreams, just <laughs> just them living in your life, normal friends in your yeah. life. And then you get to decide okay uh because i have the word of god in my heart i know mm. where i'm going i think person x is good for me mm. and and god will just back you up yeah i was listening to pastor kingsley mm-hmm. and he was talking about how come you have not been hearing god in every aspect of your life but all of a sudden you seem to be hearing him <laughs> marriage <laughs> yes your spouse is supposed to be and stuff yes that, mm. that that's very true for a long time before i started dating i i practiced hearing god on small things yeah like there's a time i wanted to know where my certificates were mm. and i just got and asked god show, show me where my certificate is and yeah. he said go up to the attic open this counter and put your hand there you'll find it mm. so ideally It's that whole aspect of over spiritualizing matters to make them fit your situation <laughs> even though they are not necessarily principle based and everything and yes. I think especially in the Christian circles we hear mm. a lot of that and it just needs to come into alignment mm. to what the word of God says mm. about it and also so that you don't pass it on to you know these people are growing up you're like so how am I supposed to go about this yeah. you're supposed to wait yeah until wait. you hear an audible voice <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or oh, this aspect of fleecing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know how Gideon yes. the fleeces out yes. then they had you in the morning. Mm. So you're saying God, if she's the one, let her wear yellow. Yes. Then she comes wearing blue and she's the one. Yes, <laughs> God, God didn't show me this because she came It's, wearing yellow and then she's the one. You know, in the Bible, Gideon used a fleece. That's true, it's in the Bible, but you have to understand the dispensation under which Gideon lived. Yeah. In that in the Old Testament mm. the Holy Spirit was not in people mm. leading and guiding them. Mm. So the way Gideon knew 
uh, would have to know it's God if is if God did something external. Mm. And also you have to consider that this was the first time Gideon was meeting God. Mm. So he is not sure who this is. Mm. And he wants this person to confirm themselves. Mm. Yeah. So I think we'll stop part one for that then we can handle the next segment. Mm-hmm.